grace and peace to you from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as we gather this morning for worship here at Peerage and I Methodist Church on this Christ the King Sunday. It is so good to be with you and worship with you, whether you are here in person with us or whether you're worshiping with us at home or you're just going to watch it later this week. No matter how you worship with us, we are so thankful for you and thankful for your love and your care and your grace. As you remain standing, I invite you to hear the gospel reading for us this morning. It comes to us from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 25, verse 31 through 46. Hear these words. But when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit upon his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered in his presence and he will separate the people as shepherds separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep at his right hand, the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then the righteous one will reply, Lord, when do we ever see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you something to drink? Or a stranger and show you hospitality? Or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth. When you did it to one of the least of my brothers and sisters, you're doing it to me. Then the king will turn to those on the left and say, Away with you, you cursed ones, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his demons. For I was hungry and you didn't feed me. I was thirsty and you didn't give me a drink. I was a stranger and you never invited me into your home. I was naked and you didn't give me any clothes. I was sick and in prison and you didn't visit me. Then they will cry, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and not help you? And he will answer, I tell you the truth, when you refuse to help the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you're refusing to help me. And they will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous will go into eternal life. It's the word of God for us, the people of God this day. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? Holy and gracious God, Father, Lord, we give you thanks for this day. We give you thanks for your love, for your grace, and your work amongst us. And Lord, as we enter into this time of deep devotion and discipleship, we ask for you to turn out the distraction of our day and our lives. Help us to put all that away. Help us to hear you and hear how you are calling us. Or may I become less so that you may be more. And may the words of my heart and meditation, my life be pleasing to you, our rock and our redeemer. Amen.
I wonder, what is today? Do you know what today is? Now, you might look at a calendar and say, well, it's Sunday. A good reminder for us after a week of Thanksgiving and eating too much turkey and stuffing and perhaps maybe doing a lot of shopping and traveling or watching too much football over the last few days that you've lost track of what day it was. Or maybe you define that, that today is the last day to get those Black Friday deals over the weekend and you want to rush from here and get straight to, the, to uh, Best Buy or Home Depot or wherever and buy that brand new refrigerator you've been looking for. Maybe you even say, it's, well, it's the day we're going to decorate for Advent. But what is today? What is today? I wonder how quick we would say that today, well, is Christ the King Sunday. How many of us would have come in ready to celebrate this glorious thing that we call Jesus as our Lord on this day? What is today? Did we even know it? This day that we celebrate on this last day of the Christian year, this holy day, this important day, this day that so often gets lost in the shuffle, gets lost in the shuffle of thanksgiving and traveling, gets lost in the shuffle of our busy days and our busy schedules and our lives, gets lost in the shuffle even in our rush to want to just go ahead and celebrate Advent because we would much rather hear about hope and peace and joy and love, especially in times when it feels disunified, feels stressed, feels like we can't get along even with our neighbors. But there's something important about this day, this holy day, this liturgical day, this Christ the King and Reign of Christ Sunday. A need for us to pause and reflect on what this day teaches us. For this day is about the proclamation that Jesus is our Lord. Words we say, words we profess, words that we greet each other with, words that we manifest in our words and our prayers. Jesus is our Lord. But what are we saying when we say Jesus is our Lord? What is on our hearts? What is on our lips? What is in our thoughts when we say that Jesus is our Lord? Have we ever thought about that? Truth be told, I feel like sometimes it's one of those Christian-y things that we say without ever truly wrestling with what it means. One of those things that we're taught to say as children and even as young professing followers of Christ that Jesus is our Lord, but one of those phrases that we stumble over when someone asks, well, what does it mean for you to say that Jesus is your Lord then? Well, I don't know. 
I don't know. It's just something I was always taught to say. What does it mean to say Jesus is our Lord? What does it mean to celebrate that? What does it mean to live it out? For to claim that Jesus is our Lord is to say something very truthful about who Jesus is. It is to recognize his divine love. It is to recognize that before there was you, before there was me, before there was a church, there was Christ. There was God. The one who came and dwelt among us. Took on all of our warts, all of our freckles, all of our balding hairlines, all of our struggles. Took all of that on because he loved us so much. Took all of that on because he wanted to walk with us, share life with us, and teach us what it means to follow in his footsteps. Loved us so much that he gave his life for us. So that you and I and everyone that claims him would never suffer eternal death. He rose from the grave as proof of power of his love. And sits at the right hand of the God the Father. Where he prays for us. Intercedes on our behalf walks amongst us. To say Jesus is Lord is to recognize his prominence and to recognize his place in our lives. Our God, our Lord, our King, our Shepherd. The one whom we give our complete devotion to. For to say that Jesus is our Lord is to say that Jesus is the one whom we seek to follow. That Jesus is the one in whom we seek to give all of our hopes to. Whom we seek to align with all of our words, all of our actions, and all of our desires. To claim Jesus as Lord is to make him First, not as a bumper sticker, not as a Christian statement, but to say that everything we seek to do, everything we seek to be about, everything we desire is in line with the one whom we seek to honor and praise and serve. To say Jesus is Lord is not just to say that we receive our salvation from Jesus. But it is to say that everything about us is to be defined by Jesus in his love. And so perhaps we need that reminder so often as this day gives us. Because it's easy to say that we love Jesus. It's easy for those words, Jesus is Lord, to flow off our lips. It's a lot harder to live it out. 
It's easy to sing songs like He is Lord or Majesty. Songs that I love, songs that are so rich in praise of who Christ is. Easy for us to sing that wherever Jesus will go, we will follow him. It's a lot harder to live it out. It's a lot harder to live it out. And it's easy, though, too, to say Jesus is Lord while putting into place of Jesus all of the things that we would rather have Lord over us. For I think sometimes when we rush through life, when we rush through thinking about what we say, when we just go off with the bumper sticker statements of our faith and not think about what it means to really live it out, it's easy for us to say something but not live it out. And I think what often happens then when we say Jesus is our Lord but not live it out is these other things in society that seek to be Lord for us, guide how we live, guide how we start, how we define ourselves, guide our, our whole agenda and purposes end up becoming more important than Jesus himself. For it's easy to say Jesus is Lord, but make our status what we really desire. It's easy to say Jesus is Lord, but be more attracted to our jobs, or our careers, or our power. It's easy to say Jesus is Lord, but be so consumed by our schedule that we never make room for Jesus. It's easy to say Jesus is Lord, but put ourselves as Lord. To where the only person who defines our steps, our desires, our wants, is me and me alone. To say Jesus is Lord means that we completely give of ourselves to God in everything and seek to immerse ourselves in the very lordship of Christ in the ways that Jesus lived out his lordship. For Jesus didn't just come and walk amongst us. He didn't just come and, and give of his life on the cross. He didn't just come and was rose from the grave and ascended to the place of honor with God. He lived out his lordship in a very specific way. He walked amongst the marginalized and the forgotten. The people whom Jesus interacted with so often in his life on earth were the ones who were forgotten, the ones who were overlooked, the ones who didn't matter. The ones who, good people of the time, good society of the time, said you keep at a distance because they might hurt you. But Jesus walked with them. Walked with the poor and the forgotten. Walked with the hungry and the abused. 
walked with tax collectors and prostitutes, walked with zealots and everyone else. And he called them his friend. He lived amongst them. He listened to their stories. He paid attention to what they were concerned about. Paid attention to their very lives and met their needs, not just of want, but of connection. Jesus immersed himself amongst those that were often forgotten in society. And remembered and called them his loved. And said they had a special place in the kingdom. And what is so special about the lordship of Christ is that he calls us to do the same. To say that Jesus is Lord doesn't mean we sit on the sidelines and do nothing with him. To say Jesus is Lord is to put our faith into action. For the proof of our faith, the proof that we are truly aligned with Jesus, that we truly seek to be immersed with Jesus, is not simply saying Jesus is Lord. It is not how much Bible you can, how much of the Bible you can quote. It's not about how much time you give. It's not about when you're available. It's not about how many teams you serve on, or what title or what callings you have. The proof of our faith is whether it's manifested in love. Love not for ourselves. Love not for those who give us a pat on the back. Love that for those who can't return, who can return. But love for the marginalized and the forgotten. Follow Jesus is to go where Jesus leads us. And where Jesus leads us is often to go into the places that are hungry, that are forgotten, that are suffering, that are neglected, and to walk amongst them. To walk among them and call them our friend. To live with them, to hear their stories, and to be one with the marginalized. To claim Jesus as Lord is to live as Jesus lives. It's to walk with those whom good society tells us to have nothing to do with. To walk with those whom good society tells us that they're just going to abuse the church walk with those whom good society would tell us if you let them in they're just going to dirty up the place to walk with those whom good society and good church people tell us 
that if you let them in, they're just going to take everything we've got. It is those very people whom Jesus calls us to love. The very people that society tells us to keep on the margins, to keep on the fringes, and to do nothing with other than to throw a couple dollars at them, give them a couple gift baskets in the holidays, but ignore them the rest of the year. Follow Jesus is to immerse ourselves in the very life that Jesus lived and to go where Jesus goes. And perhaps that's why we need the reminder today. Because truth be told, we don't want to go to those places. We like the pristine, we like the easy, we like the comfortable, we like faith that is not messy. We like faith that never costs us anything. We like the faith that makes us feel better, not the faith that challenges us. Challenges our ideas of how the world works, or who's welcomed and who's not. That's why we need this reminder today. Because if we're going to say with our lips that Jesus is Lord, then our hearts and our feet and our hands must follow the same. and to walk with the marginalized, to listen and give them voice. Maybe that's why today is so important. But maybe too it's why we want to run from it. Jesus calls us to claim him as Lord. Claim him in such a way that we will live with those whom society tells us to stay away from. Are we willing to live that kind of lordship out? Are we willing to have a faith that works itself in love? That doesn't keep the marginalized at a distance, but welcomes them. Are we willing to have a faith that's not just words, but actions? I think those are the questions this day forces us to ask and forces us to reflect upon. Jesus is Lord. Will we live it out? Will you pray with me? Most holy and gracious God, Father, Lord, we give you thanks for this day. We give you thanks for your love, for your grace, and for your joy amongst us. Lord, as we gather, we ask for you to help us to not just say that we love you, to not just say that you are Lord, but to live it out. To live it in our words, to live it in our actions, and to live it in our desire for you. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Through Christ we pray. Amen.